a great quote that I've heard was, most people overestimate how much progress they can make in two months, but most people underestimate how much progress they can make in a year. And so that's feeding to Brandon's point of, I think patience is the most important thing. So what's been crazy about my journey is like, I'm a veteran because I'm older and I've been a pro for a while, but I was away from racing for so long yeah. that I kind of had to figure it out again. Like, what do I eat beforehand? Like, what drills do I do? How, like, how much do I eat? How often? Like, you know, what am I going to do pre-race? You know, at, at Zap, we used to run so much the day before and two days out. And, you know, my Hass, my agent and former coach, you know, we would do so much less. So, and like, now that I'm coaching myself, do I go somewhere in between? Do I, you know, what do I do? It's the classic, right? So that's, that's been a lot of what this journey has been this year. Um, like just tweaking things slowly. back baby and we're on the road again we're at our lovely west side studio johnny tell us where we're at we are in the capital city baby we didn't even rehearse that i knew he'd know exactly what to say when i get him up for that we're back in the capital city this is the all right these guys are both pretty legit edition this is the usa track and field championships edition this is the steeplechase edition this is the post-marathon edition oh Close. I was going to have you Capital City it again. Oh, sorry. This, this the is Capital the- City edition. <laughs> yeah. Just cut that part out. Yeah, this is, a, this is the Eugene Take Two edition, season two, episode seven. Shout out of the episode. This is a phenomenal shout out, and it's another collective shout out. The shout out of today's episode is going to the Chicago suburb of Westmont. Have you guys heard about this? Maybe? I mean, I, I went to school in the Chicago suburbs, and I know so about Westmont, okay. but I, I don't know the fact you're about to drop So they're up us. to something. The Chicago suburb of Westmont last week collected over 70,000 pounds of bananas and put them on display <laughs> in an effort to break the world record for largest fruit display. Del Monte Bananas and Jewel Osco partnered up on this bold endeavor, and they're calling it the Banana Bonanza. It took them nearly three days to construct and it's absolutely a thing of beauty. I saw it on the news the other day. It's kind of sloped in fashion, so you can kind of see all of the bananas being displayed. And apparently, word on the street out there is that you can smell this situation from blocks away. But did they break the record? They did. Okay. Oh, but they blew the record out of the water by like 60,000 pounds. Oh, my god! So when I saw this, like 90% of me was pumped. And the other 10% of me was like, okay. I hope they're not wasting these bananas. Like they're, I love bananas, but I'm not a big fan of wasting food or bananas. But the good news is, don't worry. All the bananas were either donated to hungry customers in Northern Illinois or donated to the food bank after the world record was officially confirmed. So beautiful banana bonanza. That's 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 something. And our esteemed <laughs> let's go Illinois. Yeah, exactly. And our esteemed guest BR BYOB, bring your own banana. Bring your own banana. <laughs> yeah, that's what Adam does. He he just shows up with fifteen bananas. <laughs> I love it. All right. Welcome to the PRP. This is the pre-race podcast. This is a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race they've been training for. Guest hosting with me today. He's back by popular demand. He is fresh off of an insanely impressive marathon PR at Grandma's Marathon this past weekend. He is a four-time Division Three national champion, and he is a running coach with the Wicked Bonk Proof team, Mr. Johnny Crane. 
So good to be back. Johnny, it's great to have you back, bro. Yeah. Tw- twice as nice, right? Twice as nice, dude. Let's talk about this weekend, bro. All right, let's You're do it. You're very modest, but he's last a, time we he's talked- He's a 212 guy now. He's a 212 guy. That's a big deal. That's ridiculous, bro. So last time we were on the pod, you were still a few weeks out from grandma's. Yep. You were still working on Prime and the Pump, but things went your way this weekend, it would seem. Yeah, it was a really good weekend. Uh you know, being right next to Lake Superior makes a big difference in terms of temperature as the rest of the Midwest was getting hit with a massive heat wave. It mm-hmm. was a uh, perfect 52 degrees at the start. And uh, yeah, I was really glad to take advantage. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, What's uh, placing wise? I know you're not into this kind of stuff, but placing wise, what, what did you come in at? I was seventh place overall in the second American. Wow, so, dude. Uh, yeah. No, Sorry, was, that is fucking dope, dude. Yeah. No, and what, was, what was your official time? 2.12.55, so I barely snuck under that 2.13 mark, so I get to call myself a 2.12 guy, which, you know, it always feels better when you're right under a certain mark, you know. You under, should. Yeah, you should yeah. be able to. You deserve that, dude. So, follow-up question to the weather was nice. Did everything else kind of work out for the weekend? Was it, Is this kind of one of your, like, best best race weekends of your career? Is everything just working, or what What happened correctly this weekend? That's a, that's a really great question. There's a lot that happened to have it all come together. And it's a bunch of little things, um, both internally and externally to make a weekend like that happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think ultimately was just getting my mind right and my body right coming into the weekend. And, uh, you know, some days you can be ready and the weather not cooperate. And some days the weather, um, can cooperate, but your body's not ready. And I was, I knew what I was capable of on the right day. I just, uh, and when I saw the conditions line up, I just, my only nervousness before the race was hoping that my body would cooperate and it did. And, you know, coming into the race, I had a lot of conversations as both Brandon and I, uh, are self-coached, but at the same time, we both rely on each other very heavily in terms of giving each other advice. And, you know, we kind of drew up a plan that was a little bit more conservative at first, uh, just because, again, it was my first marathon in almost four years. Okay. And well, I just, I'd like to cut in here. Johnny, yes, please do. Johnny hated the plan. Okay. Johnny wanted to get after it. Did you want to just go so, after it, Johnny, right away? So Johnny Crane in January was just like, you know, I think I might just kind of want to get my Olympic trials qualifier, you know, 218, <laughs> check a box, move on. Johnny Crane of two weeks ago was like, Dodes, I don't know. I might, I might go try to run 211. I don't know. I might, I might get after it. I'm like, Johnny, 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 you're in super good shape. Okay. Let's, you know. So you talked. Let's him, take one good step. You talked him weekend. back a little bit. I had to talk him off the okay. off the. Uh, it doesn't mean he couldn't have run 211. Yeah. But, but I think it was good advice. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those things in the marathon where sometimes you can swing for the fences and you can have a great day. Yeah. But sometimes when swinging for the fences, you just raise the chance of striking out by a lot. Yes. And where I was coming off an injury. Again, four years without a marathon, it was a much smarter decision to just hit a good double, maybe even a triple, call it. Mm -hmm. And even though looking back on it, I almost certainly left time on the course. It's much better to do that and run 212 than it is to try to run 210 or something and and end up running, you know, 10 minutes slower. Yeah. Have a full blow up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about doing a collective beer pop and I don't think there's anything else that kind of like... Yeah, I've been, I, I've been waiting for this. Guys, let's do a little countdown. Ready? You got it. You got the grip. Yeah. Three, two. Yeah. Oh my. Well, goodness. Johnny, cheers, bro. Yeah. Proud no. of you. It's been fun to super fan you, and I'm fucking thrilled to see what happens next. Um, before we introduce our very special guest of the evening, um, we got some housekeeping. You know how it is, Johnny. So we're gonna run through the, some housekeeping and feel free to uh, participate. And I'm actually gonna. We've kind of quizified the fact of the episode. So. Fact of the episode for you gentlemen. 
We're going two truths and a lie. I'll say all three of them, and then you guys can give your answer. A man in India once ate 60 bananas in a half an hour. Americans eat an average of 27 pounds of bananas per person every year. More than 96% of American households buy bananas at least once a month. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the last one. Okay. As That's the lie? lie. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm going to go with the last one. You guys are both going last yeah. one? More than 96. Do you guys think that's too high? More than 96% of American households buy bananas at least once a month? I think it's too high. I think it's too okay. high. Too high? All right. Well, that one's true. Oh, no. Well, I know, I, know. I know that guy ate 60 bananas. He had to eat 60 bananas. So, so that was the lie. Damn. Dang it. Really? Guess how many he ate? 81, bro. Oh, oh man. No. I, didn't, I didn't think it would be over. All 81 right. you, you bananas in a half an hour? That's gross, dude. That's, that's what would like you feel like? Two, two and a half bananas a minute. Right. That That's a lot of bananas. How would, I just don't even understand. I'm, I'm trying to imagine what I'd feel like after eating a whole bushel or hand of bananas, and I just feel like seven or eight would make me feel pretty bad. Eighty? Yeah, you, you're not okay after that. No. How many bananas you, is a hand of bananas? Five? I don't. Ooh, I don't it? know if there's like a justification. Like, would these two technically be a hand? Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Maybe. That's a future episode. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one. Joke of the episode. Joke of the episode. You ready for it? Broccoli says, I look like a tree. Walnut says, I look like a brain. Cashew says, I look like a kidney. Banana says, uh, guys, can we change the subject, please? <laughs> I like it. A little. Innocent. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we will take it. We'll take what we can get. The jokes have been pretty bad lately. So Whew, that was a good one. Timing was important with that one. And I pulled it off. Okay. Sewed quotes. Today's episode quotes are a little bit. A lot of my sewed quotes this season have kind of already been in my head. Uh, and today's episode was the first time I didn't really have an idea for what I was going to use. So I thought about, I don't know our guest as well as I know our guest host today, but I know our guest host just kind of went through a period of um, being patient and rebuilding. So we're doing two episode quotes and they're both about patience. And then I want your guys' feedback on what you guys, which one you guys think is best. Okay. You a lot got of it. multiple choice today. It's a lot of multiple choice. Yeah. We're getting it's a very interactive episode. Like so, it. quote number one, which is by unknown: "Patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting." That's a pretty good one. I like that one. The second quote by George Bernard Shaw: two things define you: your patience when you have nothing, and your attitude when you have everything." Ladder for sure. I'm I'm, I'm ladder. Your ladder. Yeah. Uh, can I make a, uh, an, this is a vulnerability podcast. Give it to us. I still have issues understanding former or latter. Does, does latter mean the second, second one? one. Yeah. Former's yeah. first? Yeah. Okay. So you guys like two things define you. Your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. The, the second part of that. Yeah. The latter part of the latter. There we will. go. There we go. <laughs> this guy's a genius. I know, dude. He's on one right now. I know, he is. Holy shit. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Here we go. Johnny, do you think it's time? To introduce our special guest of the evening. Oh, absolutely. The people have been begging for the it. The people have been wanting this one, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Our guest this evening is a professional runner sponsored by Under Armour. He is a two-time All-American at the University of Oklahoma in the steeplechase. He is a four-time Big 12 champion at Oklahoma. He is a dog owner extraordinaire. <laughs> and he is a huge Harry Potter aficionado, Mr. Brandon Dowdy. Brandon, what's up, big dog? 
Having a good time, man. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you agreed to be on the pod, man. Yeah. This is fun. Glad to be here. I'm excited glad to talk to you. You came to our house. That's yeah, right. I appreciate to the, you, man. We came yeah. to the capital city. Hey, here we are. <laughs> the West Side Studio. You the guys West are moving. You guys studio. are moving soon, though. Yeah, we'll still have a West Side Studio. So the, the studio is upgrading, right? Yeah. yeah, we're upgrading, but we're still in the capital city. And there's three of you, and you got a four bedroom just so that we could have a podcast studio, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Okay. Just things blowing up, you know. Just for you. Shout out to Mel for that as well. Okay, Brandon. First question. Bro, you're headed to the USA Track and Field National Championships this weekend. How are you feeling? You a little I, nervous or you feel good? What's the honestly, vibe? Honestly, yesterday, this this would have been a whole different conversation. I had a pretty rough workout today, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, vulnerability. That's, that's good. the podcast. It right? didn't feel so, good? Or just yeah. what? It was supposed to be one of those, you know, feel-good workouts, you know, like, wasn't wasn't supposed to be that hard, but you know it just wasn't clicking. And okay. that's all right though. I'll bounce back. Is it fitness that's not clicking, or is there you have an ailment? Fit, fitness is there. Okay. Um, yeah, my, I so my Achilles I've had a bunch of issues with, but it's actually been pretty good this year. Um, nothing to really complain about. Just didn't feel as good as I wanted to, and that's all right. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple of days to recover and uh, drink a couple of beers, and hopefully that'll yeah, help. Right. Exactly. It always <laughs> will. Have you a second question for you before we're gonna dig? We're gonna dig into all the layers of that that you just put out. But have you ever been on a podcast before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know what's up. Yeah, I know what's up. I mean, not this nice. I mean, these microphones. Just this is hearing, nice, huh? Hearing your voice, hearing my voice, Johnny's voice. It's Johnny's nice. voice. Johnny it's, said he doesn't like his voice, it's but... It's smooth. The PRP Johnny's listenerships love your voice. voice. No, I'm, I'm all about Dodes' voice. He right. does it for me. <laughs> We're just passing the rock here. Okay. Um, you're going to like this, Brandon. Before we dive in to the rules of the podcast, I thought it might be fun to play a little game. Oh, we got rules. We got rules of the pod that you have to consent to, but before Goodness. we do, we're playing a little game. All right, all right. And I've designed this game especially for you. And I have a custom jingle for you. So you're a big Harry Potter fan, are you not? I am. Okay. We're going to do a little bit of, uh, well, I, I should say. No, you didn't. Brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. I don't know if we're going to be able to put this goodness. in the actual episode, but I wanted to get, I just wanted to set the mood for you. You're setting it. You're setting it. It's getting going, I just see copyright it? infringement. All oh, oh no, we're not doing this part, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I just wanted to give him the jingle. So we've designed a game, especially for you, and we're going to go speed round. I don't want you spending too much time thinking about this, okay? Right. We're going your favorites. I'm going to toss names at you or Harry Potter things, and you got to tell me which one you prefer or which one you're a bigger fan of. <laughs> don't think. Just answer. Are you ready? Uh, probably not. Okay. Let's do it. Here we go. Ready? Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff. Gryffindor or Slytherin? Gryffindor. Biggest hero, Dobby or Neville Longbottom? Ooh. Great question, isn't it? That's such a good question. I'll go Neville. I okay. just watched the last one, so he's uh, really the hero of it. Oh, Neville comes out of nowhere too. Yeah. Biggest hunk, Cedric Diggory or Victor Crumb? Cedric Diggory isn't yeah. he? Isn't he Edward in Twilight? Yeah, Diggory's Edward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that, what's his name in real life? Uh, none of us head. are. None of us are. Yeah. Robert Pattinson nailed it. He was just Batman. Bigger villain, Bellatrix Lestrange or Dolores Umbridge? Umbridge for sure. Oh God, she's yeah, scary. She's brutal. Bellatrix is kind of fun. She's, she's like bad but fun. Yeah. Oh, this is a hard one. Sirius Black or Albus Dumbledore? Oh, uh, Sirius. Yeah. Yeah. Albus Dumbledore or Severus Snape? Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Can't sleep on Snape though, bro. Can't sleep on Snape, but you can't sleep on Dumbledore. Either. I know you can't ever. <laughs> no one can. Uh, Remus Lupin or Rupius Hagrid? Oh, Hagrid all day. All right, last one. This one's a little bit. This one might be a little bit uh, controversial, but we're doing fuck one, kill one, marry one. <laughs> Harry, Ron, and Hermione. <laughs> I'm marrying Hermione. Yeah, you got all it. Day. You got I it. I will bang the shit out of Harry. And, and then you sorry, kill, Ron. Kill Ronnie. Dead, nice work, dead, Brandon. 
He did it. He nailed it. He did it. The speed round has been completed. All right. That, that, was, was, a, that was a good time. That, that was, was good. That was yeah. just for you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was just for yeah. you. All right. Rules of the podcast. Johnny knows them. Johnny, do you remember the rules of the podcast? Oh, man. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, rule number one. Brandon, you have to be vulnerable. You down? I can do that. Okay. He can do it. He's already been being vulnerable. Rule number two, you have to be honest. Eh, no, I'm just kidding. Honesty good. is the I'm best good. policy. Yeah. That's right. And rule number three, guest host serves as primary arbitrator. So you're in the you're back in the judge's seat, bro. That's why I'm here. That's right. We're oh. here we're here to grill him. We're here to grill. That's right. We want answers. We want answers to all these questions, Brandon. Okay, softballs. Let's get you settled in. Brandon, tell us what race you are training for and what date is this race occurring? USA Track and Field Championships, uh, specifically the 3,000-meter steeplechase preliminaries, and that is on Thursday, June 23rd. Amazing. What time does it start? 6.35, I believe. Is it? So it's an evening race. Yeah, it'll be an yeah. evening race. Yeah. How long does a steeplechase event usually take? I mean... Hopefully under 8 minutes and 27 seconds. Okay. That's yeah. amazing. So do me a favor here before we get into the meat of this and before I start asking you more questions... Explain to us what a steeplechase is. Yeah, great question. Um, so you have 35 barriers. So it's a it's a track race with 35 hurdles, but the hurdles are stationary barriers that do not move, uh, just like a steeplechase in horse racing. And seven of those barriers are water jumps. So every once a lap, you have a water jump. And then the other four hurdles are just barriers. Holy shit. Yeah. How'd you get into this? Is this a thing in cross country or in Track. Track. Yeah, okay. it's track. Okay. It's cross country on the track is the best way of putting it. <laughs> okay. And so is this like, do all big time division one programs have a steeple yeah. chase as like part of, part of the track team? Yeah, track so, events? so in high school, there's only like two states that have steeple chase and it's only 2k instead of 3k. Okay. Um, I think it's New York and I don't know, maybe California. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but I was in neither state and when I got to college, I had a, a coach that was, you know, pretty honest, pretty brutal. And he was like, listen, you played a lot of sports when you were uh, younger and you are not good enough to be all American in anything else. Okay. And so this is your opportunity. He said, this is your, this is what you're going to exceed in. Uh, pretty, or succeed yeah. in and nothing else pretty much. Okay. okay. So you started working on this when you were a freshman. Freshman. Yeah. That's when I first started doing steeplechase. Wow, dude. Okay. We're going to dig into more of this too. Cause I got more steeple questions. Um, Brandon, what race of your career is this? Right. A tough question. That's probably what a tough race. one for you to answer. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've run a lot. Let's talk more then about. Let's yeah. talk more about then when you when, So you said you played a lot of sports growing up. When did you make the decision to then have running be your primary thing in, in college? And what other sports did you play? Uh, baseball, soccer, basketball. I kind of did them all. Um, as Johnny knows, I'm a very competitive guy. Yeah. I, I is he? You would not believe how into it this guy gets. He seems playing, so gentle playing bags. Bocce ball. I'm nice. Bowling. I'm nice, but man, in in between, like the ears in my head. He's trying I'm, to play. You're trying I'm to play. Like, trying I'm to so win. The, okay. the, the, like darts. That he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all in every time. <laughs> so you did a bunch of sports. What was your favorite so, sport outside of running? Was there was so, there like running and something else that you had to decide between? Kind of at, at yeah. The, so so the reason I say that is because I was just better at running than everything else. Okay. You know? and, okay. and running complemented my other sports, but luckily for. Like being a professional runner, that is a compliment within itself. You know, yes. It just does it, does the work by itself. So basketball was probably my favorite sport to play. Okay. Um, soccer was my favorite team sport. Yeah. I wasn't super into baseball, a lot of standing around. Mm-hmm. So ended up being soccer and running. I wasn't as good at basketball, 
I got these little T-Rex arms, these tiny little hands. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just doesn't work. The other kids started to grow up. Yeah, the other kids be, started yeah, to grow up. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly. uh, yeah the step back jumper just didn't work for me like no it longer. does for yeah. step. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon was needing to step back pretty far. Yeah, exactly. So so soccer and, and running through high school then at like a high level? Or? No, so, so it, was, it was honestly middle school, but I played for... Um, in sixth grade, I played for like a high school level soccer team. Okay. Um, so I actually was more competitive in soccer than I was for running. And I actually started running because you couldn't play football until seventh grade in West Virginia. Okay. So in sixth grade, I just was like, whatever, this will be the fall sport that I do because there's no soccer in um, middle school for West Virginia or most, most places. Yeah, yeah. Most places, I assume. Right. Um, so I played for a select soccer team and I, and I ran and I was just pretty freaking good at it. And what'd you do when you're running in like middle school and high school, you were competing in a little bit of everything trying to figure out what you're best at or did you have yeah, like so a Yeah, so you certain... do cross country and then you do track and usually the distance guys in track will do the 800, the mile, the two mile and you know, just do a little bit of all of it. Okay. Um, so I was, you know, the best at the mile probably at that time and you know, I ran a pretty good two mile and you know, just ran the four bite on the, on the four bite squad. Nice dude. Yeah. And then, so high school progresses and you're you're showing promise. Yes. And so, how, so how do you end up at University of Oklahoma? Because that's a big time program, bro. Yeah. So being from a, a very small town in West Virginia, there's not a lot of not a lot of D1 athletes coming out of there. Yeah. And so I had no idea what I was doing. You know, my mom didn't go to college. She, so she had nothing. She had no idea what was going on with like D1 sports. Okay. I'm getting all these letters. We don't know. We all, The only thing that I know is I can only take five official visits. Okay. That's it. So yeah. I'm just saying no to everyone because they're not in my top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm an 18 year old kid. I don't know what the heck's going on. I'm 17 at the time. So I'm like saying, you know, I'm saying no to North Carolina and Syracuse, you know, all these, all these like schools that like looking back, I'm like, man, that would have been a real nice Are these schools just seeing your, your high school times and saying this looks like an attractive candidate or how are they, it's, how are you on their radar? Yeah, it's a combination of, uh, I ran a 414 mile as a junior, which Oof. Which looks a lot better in West Virginia because nobody runs that fast. Okay. So a combination of running fairly fast. So you look good on paper, and, even if people had never seen you. Yeah. And, yeah, and just okay. not having the competition. Like we had some some good good runners in West Virginia, but it just doesn't have the depth that some other states have. Um, so yeah, I was basically just saying no to a bunch of schools. <laughs> and in January, I hadn't taken a visit yet. And I didn't know that you were supposed to have already done all five of your visits at that point. And like, so, you know, Oklahoma and Iowa State are like pretty much the only schools that I haven't said like hard pass to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so I took a couple of visits and Oklahoma was the better program. And I told myself I wanted to be the best runner that I could possibly be. And that opportunity was Oklahoma and it was a very good decision. Um, a great team, great atmosphere ended up being a, a really good coach that I had in Jason Dunn, who wasn't the one who recruited me, who I had my last three years at Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So what, what year did you go to Oklahoma then? What, what year did 2011. you 2011 when yep. you started. Yep. And then did you take a red shirt year or did you just run all four years? Yeah. So I redshirted um, cross country and outdoor track and then I raced indoor track. Okay. Yeah. And that's where you met, this guy, right? So yeah, Johnny. Talk about you that, can jump Johnny. In about yeah, how you how'd you meet this guy, bro? The, so, old, the uh, old trails crossed each other there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy seeing, looking back on it now. I wasn't there until again Jason Dunn came in, and that was Brandon's uh, senior year and fifth year. Okay. So I got to see both the high, the highs of the high of Brandon Dowdy in collegiate history, and also the lows of the low. Explain that a little bit. This morning. Yeah, this morning, <laughs> this morning after that workout, he was talking about. Not very happy about it. Yeah. Um. So no, I got to see Brandon uh, finish fourth at the 
NCAA championships, qualify for the U.S. championships, run there, win you know Big Twelve titles, be a part of some really great teams, and then following up the next year of um, a navicular stress fracture that took him out, um, and also in both feet. And, and and both feet. Jesus. Which, yeah. Is, is that from like one nasty jump or something? Or how'd that happen? Was I, it over time? Yeah, I think it was over time. Um, I think I was racing on a, a navicular stretch fracture in my right foot for a while. Uh, and then I think I was just over, you know, emphasizing the left foot, you mm-hmm. know, putting too much stress on that. And it just kind of was the one that broke as well. Oh. So, so get this in terms of how uniquely this is all tied together. Okay. So I was a graduate assistant. <clears throat> I was an administrative assistant. And so I basically did travel, held a stopwatch, drove vans. Yeah. So I got cool gear though. Yeah, I got the cool gear. I got to stand there and got to say like, oh yeah. So I watched Jason's dog a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah, but I got to stand there and be like, oh yeah, no, I coach Brandon Dowdy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was still training by myself, and I actually got recruited professionally and and um, for this team out in North Carolina. And after I was on the team for a couple months, I get a call from the coach who says like, hey, what do you know about this Brandon Dowdy guy? Okay. And this is the lows of the lows point of Brandon Dowdy okay. uh, in terms of injury. He was going through a bad breakup all over the place. Life was happening all over life, you. Life There's, was happening. I was in a bad headspace. And, okay. and, I, and I told the guy, I was like, this guy has more talent than anyone I've ever seen. Okay. But he's got a lot of shit to work through right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> Funny enough, that was the one professional team to recruit Brandon. And that's where Brandon ended up. Brandon and I ended up becoming teammates. We both left Oklahoma at the same time and joined Zap Fitness. Okay. Um, so I joined in January 2016. Brandon joined in July 2016. Okay. And, uh, you know, we went from a coach athlete relationship to a teammate slash friend relationship. That's pretty unique, dude. Yeah. How was that? How was that to transition with him from like a coach, coaching figure to a to a friend figure. Yes. Yeah, so, I feel like he would be kind of the coach that was already kind of a friend. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, and like you said, you know, he did a lot of coaching for, um, for the women's side. He didn't do as much for the men. So like you said, he was like more stopwatch driving vans. He was just kind of there. Like, okay. you know, we had a, you know, we had a couple other coaches like, you know, university of Oklahoma has a lot of money. So we have, we have coaches, we have options. Staff is there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I mean, it was just, it, he was roommates with one of my best friends. So, okay. you know, I had, you know, we, we had crossed paths a little bit, yeah, like yeah, outside yeah. of running. Um, so the transition wasn't as crazy as it seemed, but. And so how long did each of you guys run with Zap then? Because of different life, four life years or? for Johnny, three years for me. Okay. Five, five and four, I think. Five and three, five and, five three, and three, yeah. three. Yeah. And were you guys living in the same area when you were running with Zap? Did you have to be in North Carolina? Like you said, was it? He, he lived across the hall. Okay. <laughs> Zap's kind of an interesting place where uh, it's, it's a nice transition from college because everyone is kind of on top of each other still just like just like in college you're just living Um, breathing training together yes i mean everything yeah you know like the zap facility is the only place with internet so everybody had to go there for internet that's where the gym is that's where you eat your food that's where like that's where we live okay you live in is it like dorms then or is it like were you it's not not dorms but it's basically dorms yeah Yeah. they're nicer than that though okay um all right brandon this is a fun one this is a this is a really good one and uh i'm interested to get your take on it uh-oh. If it was your last day on earth, Ooh. what would you do and who would you spend it with? Last day on earth, what would I do and who would I spend it with? How much money do I have? You have, I mean, you have the money that you have in your bank account right now. And the credit cards I have. And right? the credit cards, oh, yeah. Right. That's, that's what matters. So it depends on if you want to leave, it depends on if you want to leave your family with some credit card debt there, but. I would take 
all of my closest friends and family to just a random island. Okay. And just like make a massive bonfire and get crazy drunk and have the night of my life. Yes. This is a good answer, bro. Is that good? Yeah. That no, right? no one's gone that hard yet. All so right. I'm excited for that yeah, one. That's a, yeah. You'd bring you'd bring Milo too, right? Oh, your, Milo your pup? for sure be there. Yeah. 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 Would, would you go? Would, would you, you take her on a run? Yeah. Would you go on she a run? She'd just be sprinting around the beach. And yeah. She'd go on her own yeah. her own run. She's doing much. her own run. I don't yeah. I don't need to go for a run. No, yeah. that's a waste of time. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Okay. And did Johnny? Did we have you answer this one last time? Do you want to take a swing at this one just for fun? Oh man. Love putting Johnny on the spot. I know. Yeah. I'm, this Johnny is on the spot. I know he hates it. it. That's why this I is like supposed it. to be a Brandon Dowdy. I know. <laughs> not, not, uh, not not a Johnny Crane interview. You just want to point to Johnny for Capital City. That's right. That's yeah, it. That's all he's <laughs> Spend time in the Capital <laughs> City. <laughs> all right, we can leave it at that if that's what you want to do. Should we? Yeah, let's just go with that. Okay, Johnny would spend time in the Capital City. Um, okay, so we usually like to talk, and this is interesting with you because I'm actually not sure what the answer to this question is. So. We talk about running. We talk about life. Johnny mentioned that you were in a stage of your life where very talented athlete, but there were other things going on. So we like to talk about that whole balancing the scale of life. So let's talk. Work a little and live a little too. Work life balance. So what do you do, Brandon? Are you full time running or do you juggle some other things for cash? What What's up? Like, what's a normal day look like for Mr. Brandon Dowdy? Yeah, I'm a full time runner, but I do have a side gig, if you will, okay. of a private online coach. Okay, so, sweet. Uh, DART is what I call it, Dowdy's American Running Team. Nice little acronym. And I just do some private coaching, be it a middle school miler or a 40-year-old marathoner. That's a great uh, acronym for your program. Yeah, it took me a while to come up with. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, it's you should like, see the logo. It's pretty sweet. I got a pretty sick? cool logo. I actually have not released it yet. Kind of kind of sitting on it for now. So. Well, I mean, if you want to release it, we'll release it with the podcast episode. But <laughs> I'll, No I'll pressure. Yeah, at least yeah. show it to me. Um. Okay, so how many clients would you say that you have right now? I mean, is that like a circular door? Is it always changing or yeah. is it pretty consistent? Always changing, especially with COVID. Um, upwards of 15, downwards of five right now, somewhere in between. Okay. And yeah. is this people that you are kind of finding that are kind of once or twice removed from people you know? Or are you doing like outbound people finding you? Yeah, so a lot of it's just Instagram, social media, using my platforms. Um, yep. But... I was I was a big fish in a little pond in West Virginia in yeah. high school. Okay. So I, I kind of peaked in high school, yeah. if you will. Classic. So, so a lot of it is just people that remember me from. You got that the the dowdy allure yeah, is there something something like something that. like that. So okay. a lot of them are just West Virginia athletes. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. So a normal day for you, you're putting in some time coaching your athletes, but you have a lot of freedom then uh, around your schedule and structuring when you train and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, do you have which, to be in like doing stuff at set times, or do you have a lot of freedom to? It's that that's what's really important to me. Um, I like I just like having my time to do with whatever I would like to. So I, I don't want to have 25, 30 athletes to be coaching because then I have to be working, you know, five hours a day. And that's you know, that kind of takes away from um, just being a professional runner. Okay. And it's it's been a, it's been a little bit of a transition for me. Um, I've always had a team to run with and a coach. And now I'm coaching myself with the help of Johnny and I'm training alone and Johnny jumps in, but like he's training for a marathon. I'm training for the track steeplechase. Yeah, it's you know, different. we don't, we don't align as much as we'd like to. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, you know, I usually get out the door around nine on workout days, but it's, it's definitely a transition from, you know, in February I was on, um, dark sky distance in Flagstaff, Arizona, you know, with 10 teammates and a coach and we practice four or five times a week. And at zap, we'd practice five or six times a week with just as many teammates and multiple coaches. So, yeah. Yeah, just kind of a transition period for me, and 
to, to answer is, your does it question. feel good though does it feel good having the autonomy or is it is there parts of the structure you miss yeah I, I like having a crew yeah i like uh you know it's it's more of a social sport than i think i gave it credit for yeah i feel you it's not as fun to grind alone mm-hmm. so yeah that's 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 been the biggest transition for me okay. uh, motivation is a little lower it's not as fun to like just go crush a workout when you're not crushing it with like four other guys. Yes. Um, well, especially when you've been doing that for the past decade of your life, yeah. if, if not more than that. Right. Exactly. And it's nice, you know, Johnny and I line up um, pretty well and he's probably my favorite person around within the world. So that's, that's been nice. And that's one of the main reasons I moved to Lansing, Michigan, the capital city. Yeah, Johnny. There he is. He's on. <laughs> so can we, can we pull back some of those layers and talk about your move from Flagstaff to here? Yeah. Absolutely. You don't, you can dive as deep as you'd like, but I, you were in Flagstaff for two years or three years? Three, yeah. Okay. And you were training with, remind me of the team you just said? Dark Sky Distance. Dark Sky Distance, okay. Which is an Under Armour group. Which is well. Under, okay. Yeah. Nice. So I still run for Under Armour, just not Dark Sky Distance specifically anymore. Okay. And what and what kind of fueled your decision to to come out here and join Johnny and, and move to the Mitten? Yeah, kind of a kind of a depressing story, but yeah, we can get into it a little if we want to. Um, my uh, girlfriend at the time was, was in an inappropriate relationship with a teammate and... Mm-hmm. Um, you just had to get out of there. I had to get out of there. Uh, it was, it was for my well-being. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the gist of it. That's honestly. the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a tough situation for sure. Yeah. And it takes a mature person to be able to step out of that. So was Johnny like someone that was on when you're in the situation where you're like this is sucks and I have to get out of here? Was Johnny the first person you called and or was this kind of like was there always kind of a plan to live together at some point or how did it kind of. Johnny, Johnny kind of like, so we were actually in a training camp in Florida at the time. Okay. We had just gotten there. Um, I had just raced in Boston in late January and it went really bad. And then kind of the next day, you know, I found out all the stuff Yeah. and, and, you know, I tell Johnny, you know, he's my, he's my best friend. That's, that's who I tell. And he's just like, you need to come here now. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'll feel it all. He's like, no, you need to come here now. Okay. So I literally just you, Johnny. hopped on a plane that day and I flew here and he picked me up an hour away at the airport. Um, yeah, Whoa. Johnny's an amazing dude. And, and I, I stayed here for three, four weeks no, uh, and, and Melanie, Johnny's girlfriend, dude, who Melanie's also lives best, here. Bro. Yeah. Oh she was super welcoming and loving and they invited me to move in with them. Uh, I went back to Flagstaff to just kind of get one last altitude stint of training in. Yep. Um, you know, I'm already paying for the house. Might as well get a, yeah. a nice 7,000 <laughs> feet altitude stint in before I leave. And, uh, I, I hopped in my car uh, I got a uh, a U-Haul trailer hitched to the back. I flew a friend out, and we just hit a bunch of national parks. Did some camping. Oh, on you the did way it up. proper, dude. No, we did it proper. You did the nationwide yeah. tour, bro. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't the first time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good for you. Dude. I know the drill. Yeah. Good for you for just fucking making the best out of a shitty situation, man. You know what's incredible? When what? he came up here, it was February, and it had literally just snowed like a ridiculous. Because we got crushed. Michigan got crushed with snow this February. Yeah. And he showed up the day after we got like 18 inches of snow. And you're like, like, welcome, bro. It's like, he's like, man, I didn't even comprehend the fact that I was flying to like the coldest place in the United States. And for those three weeks, it was just, you know, just trying to survive and stay upright. Yeah. Uh, and you, and know. you got, I mean, you got to, you got to keep in mind, I'm in, I'm in Florida in a training camp Yeah, right. to, to escape Flagstaff, which is not as bad as Michigan weather, even though it's, I mean, we get a lot of snow. So I, I come here and, you know, I'm not thinking about weather. I'm just like, I'm getting on a plane because I'm just emotionally broken. Yeah. Right. You know, and just I'm getting like, out of Dodge. Is, right. is this, is this weather app, right, Johnny? Is it six degrees outside right yeah. now? What it's is, like, what's that white stuff outside? Is that, <laughs> that's snow? Yeah. Why is it so high? Yeah. Where do you run right now? Oh, on campus, the same loop over and over, over and over, over again. Oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. With a bunch yeah. of this other people. This is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's the one that moved here. At least in, <laughs> at least in Flagstaff, with the snow and cold, you got fucking mountains. But Michigan, yeah. we're just like, fuck it, bro. Just cold and snow. <laughs> it's just cold and snow. No mountains, bro. Yeah. Just come out here and brave it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. Well, wow. I didn't realize that you guys were so close. That's pretty cool. Good for you for trusting Johnny. And good for you, Johnny, for being such a good friend, dude. It's big time. I mean, I think anyone would have done what I did in my position. And, you know, same with Melanie as well. It's was It wasn't even a question when I got called. It's like, dude, you just have to get out of there. And both, you know, right now and moving forward, like that's just not a healthy position to be in. Yeah. So, okay. I think the listeners can hear the humbleness coming out of Johnny. Yeah. I mean, he's just an amazing. Dude. Well, both of you guys yeah. are very humble. You guys are both very gracious individuals. Um. All right. Well, let's talk now. So we now we now we know how you got to Michigan. Now we know a little bit of the origin story. Let's talk about your training, Brandon. Like you do a lot of things. Like you did an event a few weeks ago. So I'm curious. Like in your calendar year, are you constantly training and trying to keep the like the pump primed so that you can selectively go to events, or do you have an idea of your whole year and have peak times and then off times? Or like, how do you do it? Man, I I mean. You shooting from I'm the, in the middle a little bit? Of a, yeah, I'm, a, okay. I'm in the middle of a shitstorm, right? Okay. You know, like okay. I lost my coach. I lost my team. I lost the place I called home. You know, I, I just, I'm everything's transition. Everything's okay. different. Okay. So I'm just like, you're just you know, rolling with I the punches right now. Travel, you know, I just got to figure everything out. So uh, long story short, um, I was not in very good shape for a very, very long time. I didn't race on the track for over three years. Okay. Um, and this was injury based, right? Injury based. Okay. So the first time I raced was last, last May. Okay. Back on the track. Um, so this year was kind of the first time I would I was going to have the opportunity to do some real racing again. Get yeah. back to like you said, traveling regularly, racing regularly. Like I have the the support from Under Armour, so it's just they give me these opportunities to go to New York City and Nashville and Penn Relays in Philadelphia. You know, I can go to some really cool places, and that's what I wanted to do this year. Um, and the racing hasn't gone super well, but I am in really good shape, and I'm I'm really hoping that I can I can uh, show it a little bit on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Good. So let me ask you this, because I don't, I don't know the answer to this question for you specifically, and maybe it's different for other runners of the same. You're a professional runner who's sponsored, but you don't have like an agent who's like helping you with this shit. Like how are you, or does Under Armour give you a certain level of support? Yeah. I, Financially, I, yes. But like in terms of s- scheduling and, and, and events, like how do you know what you should be going to and what you should be doing? So I do have an agent. Okay. Um, you do have an agent. Steven Hass. Shout uh, out to Steven Hass. Total sports. Okay. And he was also my coach. He's the coach of Dark Sky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, I mean, he's, he's done so much for me. Yeah. Okay. So, so big shout out to Steven Hass. Um, and I just haven't like, I don't know where I'm racing next. And I found it a couple of days before. So, you know, he'll get me in the meet and then I'll figure out on my travel. So yeah. it's just kind of, like yes. I said, shit storm. <laughs> yes. It's nomadic. We'll yes. put it that way. You're living a nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. That's okay though. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't realize I didn't realize that there were so many dynamics going on. Okay, so then let's let's dive a little bit deeper than into training. How do you train? I mean, I know that's like an unbelievably broad question. Yes, yeah, so I run usually. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're tra- you're training for a steeple chase. Yeah. I mean, are you like on a track like man, doing dude. steeple stuff or are you like running? Like what are you doing? Ask Johnny, man. This it's tough like I'm always like, dude, what am I doing? I'm in over my head because the steeplechase is interesting because it's slower paced than a 10 K on the track. And it's, it's still on the track. So you kind of have to have wheels. A lot of milers are coming up to do the steeple, you know, three fifty five guys. And then you also, so you have to factor in the volume and the intensity, which is already enough of a balancing act. And then you have to factor in hurdle work. 
Yeah. How, how often do you actually like work out over hurdles? How often do you just go to the track and jump over hurdles and not do a workout with them? How often do you just get on the track and do flat workouts? How often do you go do a volume session on the roads? So that's, that's, I think that's oh one of the gosh. reasons racing has been tough for me is because, you know, I've never coached somebody at my level before. I've yeah. never coached a pro runner. I've never coached a steeplechaser. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just doing a lot. So there's no, play, yeah, there's right no playbook. Now. There's no you. playbook. And I think I've handled it pretty well. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I could always handle things better. Everybody can. Um, but all things considered, I think I'm doing an all right job and, um, I think I'm finally kind of getting things together and that's, that's, so that's one of the reasons racing hasn't gone super well. Cause I haven't been able to just kind of lock in yeah. to feeling great on race day. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm testing the waters with a lot of different ways to do things. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the season's been in a nutshell. Wow. There's so many different ways to approach how to train for a steeplechase. Kind of like what Brandon was saying, um, both from a strength side, are you strength side coming down? Are you speed side coming up? Are you just, which I'm both. That's the crazy part. That's the crazy part is Brandon's great at both sides of it. And in fact, Brandon's also great at the third side of it. It's just like being unbelievably smooth and controlled over the barriers as well. Okay. Cause when you're watching a race, you'll have the people who just are very smooth and very efficient, um, over the barriers and lose almost no time. And you'll have the guys who are just really strong, who just look terrible, lose speed over every single time they go over a barrier. And Brandon has a unique ability to be all three together at wow. the same time. You're going to get it figured out, bro. Man, just got to keep so. poking around. Man, dude. I hope so. <laughs> These are the conversations I've been having with Johnny recently. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just getting tired of waiting for it. You know, yeah. I haven't PR. I ran a four flat mile when I was 20. Yeah. I'm 29. I haven't ran faster. Well, don't forget our quote about patience, bro. Yeah. I mean, it'll pay off. A decade off, is dude. a long, I know it's it a is. long time to be patient. I know it is. It doesn't bro. happen in the sport like that. Um, people were, you know, the only people that haven't gone a decade without PRing are retired. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've been very patient. I'm starting to lose a little patience and I'm just really hoping that I, uh, I pop one soon. Okay. Amazing. 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 Um, so let's talk. So will you go out and run like long with Johnny every now and then? Yeah, or will for you sure. keep it like yeah. what's your longest run? I mean, will you do like twenty milers or will you Oh not right now, but yeah, I've done twenty, twenty two, okay. twenty three miles. Do you like do you like a long distance run? I do. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I do kinda love I I I mean I went to Zap, you know, it was the only pro team that was recruiting me at the time. Okay. <laughs> but that's all right. But I, I will say that uh I did I did really enjoy like the volume based stuff. I think I respond pretty well to that. I've got pretty natural wheels. I'm pretty fast, uh, just on a flat 200, flat 100. Um, so I like kind of coming in from the volume perspective and just attacking on on all fronts that way. Yeah. Okay. And then, do you do any strength? Do you need to go? You're good if you need to. I'm literally taking pictures Johnny, of the dog. Johnny's taking, taking pictures, pictures of, of Myla. <laughs> shout out, dude, Myla. look at her. Sh She's sh out shout out, Myla. Dude, I'm, just, a, I'm just petting her. I'm get like and a, taking she, pictures of her. She hears us talking about. Yeah, her. now she hears us talking about her. But like, I've just been petting her, and I just have this. Anyways, um, so Brandon, will you do any like strength work with this stuff then, or are you just like mostly rely on the fact that you know what the steeplechase requires? Yeah, in terms no, of I that? mean, that's 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 you know, one of the things I'm trying to balance uh, on Friday. I did a six mile, um, like progression threshold fart lick type, okay. type deal. So, okay. yeah, you know, I think I think I've been doing a little bit too much on the track, okay. I've, I've been trying to show it a little bit too much, and that's kind of when you get in trouble, mm -hmm. um. That, that's been the weird part about coaching myself because you just kind of trust your coach and that and trust that you don't need to show it in practice yeah. but that means that I have to trust myself twofold yes so that's that's a whole new level for me and I'm trusting myself as a coach when I'm like I'm 
practicing these new things on myself as a coach. And I know it, I can't trick myself into thinking otherwise. Like my coach can't tell me something that he doesn't like really completely yeah, believe right. or something. Cause it's right. me. It's you. So it's, you know, uh, the truth, no matter it's a, what it's a game. It's a, yeah, it's interesting. How many, this is a question. This is very broad, but how many other runners in the country that are steeplechase specific? Do you think there are like Brandon? Is that, I mean, is that like there's thousands of people or, is it, or like how many, how many runners are focusing specifically on the steeplechase at a high level? Like a, as a professional? Yes. Do you have any estimate, guesstimate there? If, it, if that's 20 what to the, 30. It's the steeplechase is an extremely specific event. Like Brandon was saying, you have to balance the speed, the strength and the hurdle technique. And so the amount of steeple specifics is it's pretty small compared to relative to other events. Okay. That's not to say that they're not ridiculous athletes by any sort of means. Yeah, right. It's because again, you're balancing a third aspect of it, a more athletic aspect of it. But uh, yeah, I'd say 30 ish probably yeah, you, you have to, you have to, as a steeplechaser, you have to sacrifice a lot of your flat PRs okay. uh, because you have to give so much to the steeplechase and do it so many times and practice hurdling so often so like the steeple usually gets a lot of crap because it's like, oh, it's the runners that aren't fast enough to do the flat events. Just like the 110 hurdles gets a lot of crap that it's the 100 meter runners that weren't fast enough to run under 10. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, it, that's Sean bullshit. McGordy did a good job of proving that that wrong as not making the Olympic steeple team last year and now making the 10K world team coming off of Achilles surgery this year. There we go. So we're starting to show out a little bit. Um, which So, yeah. So shout out to him. But. That's okay. just exactly what Johnny said. Okay. So let me ask you this, Brandon. You're, you're pretty you're pretty dialed in, so I don't know what the answer to this is, but what's in your ears when you train? You, you do music at all, or you go straight all natural? The wind. Yeah. Yeah. No, no time, no time I, uh, of music or anything like that. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about getting into a little music. I've, you know, I've always been on a team. I've always trained and ran with people. I don't think I ever uh, appreciated it as much as I should have. Yeah. Like, just like anything in life, you don't really appreciate it to the fullest until, until it's, it's uh, gone. Until it's gone. Yeah. We always wish we were in the good old days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But we, but we are. But we are. Exactly, yeah. bro. <laughs> exactly, dude. That's deep. Um, Okay, so we we kind of already talked about this kind of what's changed for you recently with running, but we've kind of already talked about that. But I like everything, everything, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my life, thank yeah. you. Um, can we talk a little bit about the Achilles injuries now? Yeah, okay, I mean, I'm an open book. So you're a double Achilles reconstruction, Haglund's deformity. Okay, surgery. So that is where the heel bone is protruding into the Achilles, and they have to shave it down. Um, they shave the heel bone down. They shave the heel bone down, and but what to do that? They have to detach the Achilles and reattach it, um, oh. which is uh, most people don't know. Your Achilles goes all the way under your foot, like okay. kind of where your planner is, okay. uh, all the way th under the heel. Um, so they have to d detach it from there, and that's not what takes forever to heal. Most people would assume, oh, Achilles injuries, Achilles takes forever to heal. Like, yeah, that takes a couple months, but the heel bone, like to to recalcify the heel bone takes so freaking long. And I mean, it still hurts to this day. I mean, I had my last surgery was 2019. So um, you had this done to both legs then? No. Nope. Or same one twice? Same one twice. My first one got kind of botched. Oh no. They took over an inch of bone off of my heel. It oh, was way no. too much and it didn't heal. So it grew back jagged again. So they had to redo it. Wow. Yeah. That's frustrating, dude. So I had to do that in 2018 and then 2019. Oh. You got to take five months completely off running, like absolutely. How running. long? How many months non weight bearing? Um, so you're in you're in a cast for like six weeks, 
and then you can kind of jump on the bike a little bit and then you're in a boot for like another six weeks. But yeah, I mean, you, you can't physically run for at least four months most, most of the time. And then when you five. come back, I'm assuming it's very, very light work that you're allowed to oh, do. Oh yeah. I mean, you start from scratch. You know, my, you know, your first run back is minute on four minutes off by four, oh. you know, one minute running four minutes walking by four. You know, it's, you know, my mileage for the first like, you know, eight weeks was like one, three, two, three and a half, two, seven, four, ten. You know, like yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like, and that's how the build goes. So, it's not impossible to come back from. But the reason that nobody's done it before twice on having two Haglund's deformities on the same leg is because it's just the patient aspect of it is crazy. It's brutal. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be the first, bro. I come back am. twice. I already did it. He's yeah. back. <laughs> you start bagging some championships with that to boot as well, right? Yeah. EPR last P- year in the steeplechase. Really? For my first race back in three years, I did. I ran a PR. Yes, Brandon. Had my five minutes of fame. Had a kid. <laughs> Dude, had a kid. Okay, yeah. amazing. All right, we got a deep question before we dive into the vulnerability So stuff. none of the other ones have been deep? They've been medium. medium. Oh man, no, where are we headed? No, they've been deep. They've been let very me, uh, deep. Let me get ready. But for I just, this. I'm curious, you know, because I've gone through shit in my life and on a different level than you, and uh, but you know, some of the similar kind of wavelengths. So my question to you, Brandon, is with all this stuff that's gone on, what inspires you to run? Man, I gotta find out how good I am. Yeah. I just got to find out. You're, the, you're on the quest to figure out where your That's ceiling it. is. Like, you know, and I might've already hit it and I'm going to, and I'm going to, but I'm going to find out. Yeah. I, like, I think I'm really, really freaking good. Yeah. I really do. But I'm just going to find out. I like that. And answer, if I'm bro. not, that's all right. I just got to find out. Yeah. But if, if you're not, at least, at least you, exactly. at least you went on the quest to find yeah, out. I'm not right? going to be the guy that has regrets for the rest of his life. That's, I mean, that's the real answer. Like yeah. I'm not going to be the dad living through his kid act, you know, like being like, you have to do this in these sports Yes, because I had a knee injury and I could have been so great. You know, I'm not going to be that guy. You're not going to be the glory I'm gonna days get guy through yeah. the injuries <laughs> and I'm going to find out and I'll retire when I decide to retire. I now. like that answer, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> Let's go. That's a great answer. Yeah. You like it, Johnny? Oh, I love that okay, answer. Good. I love it. Um, okay. We're talking running community now. And you know we got another jingle. And now it's time to talk about Strava. 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 Oh, I really like Strava. Mm, thanks, Jacob. So do I. Strava. You're a Strava guy. But you kind of keep it light on Strava. You're a Strava light guy. You're trying to get me in trouble. Am I trying to get you you're in trying trouble? To get me in trouble. <laughs> Under Armour uh, sponsors Matt my run. Okay. Yeah. So direct right. competitor. I, oh, I so use, it, oh, that's right. Yeah. You're right, actually, huh? I, I use Strava. Okay. Um, okay. Like I, I love the athlete aspect to it. The okay. people I coach, I can go check, check in on them. You know, make sure they're not lying to me. Okay. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Strava. I think it's a nice. You know, everything's got pros and cons, right? Too yeah. much of too much of anything is not is not a good thing, right? So you know, the the social platform of it is great. You know, until you dive too far too into deep. yeah and you're trying to go chase segments and not doing your training properly but you know i think we're on the same page with that yeah, yeah. well let's talk map my run then because i haven't driven too deep in map my run is map my run as social as strava or is it more an individual track my training tool we're getting there okay. we're getting there okay. yeah building up building up is yeah. it is map is map my run have aspirations to be a little bit more socially you know interactive that way yeah i think so they, they've made a couple changes over the last couple of years to okay to bridge those gaps under Armour's definitely run a couple challenges I've noticed on Matt My Run yeah. as well to okay. kind of build up that aspect of it, that community, you know, like there's Strava challenges 
Uh, Under Armour's definitely run several, you know. Trying to trying to be in the same kind of wavelength. Now, yeah. was Matt My Run something independent and then um, Under Armour purchased it? Or is this Under Armour's baby from the start? Do you know the answer to that I, question? I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm no. almost certain it was purchased. Purchased. Yeah. I, that, I think he's yeah. right, yeah. Okay. And is it, I like, I, I haven't even, I should download it and tinker yeah. with it. Does it have yeah. the same, like, UX? Is like, is, like, is there a feed? Yeah, I mean, stuff, it, it, or yeah, is it pretty no, it much? Does, it, okay. I mean, it's pretty much got. I mean, it's got kind of all the same basic aspects to it, and you know, you can do the same thing with automatically uh, upload your information to it. And okay, that's kind of what I do. And yeah, like Johnny said, like they just did. Uh, Under Armour just did like one of their challenges was you know you run your fastest mile you can for like Global Running Day, yeah. and you can run it as many times as you want. And like Under Armour even gives out like things for these challenges, like whether it be money or merch or you know just recognition. Okay, um, and you know, I mean, for for this one specifically, you had to be pretty good to win it because you had to be the fastest miler <laughs> on Matt My Run. <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, they do some more fun stuff. Like, okay. uh, like there was one that was like, do do twenty, you know, twenty twenty two k for twenty twenty two kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so a lot a lot of little fun stuff like that just to kind of get people more involved. Well, there you go, PRP listenership. You gotta check out Matt My Run as a Strava competitor. There, do they do they does Strava and Matt My Run butt heads. Are they like big competitors there, or what? Uh, that space I think like? uh, Strava is still the big brother in that relationship. Strava is the gold, the gold but, standard for them, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, now it's time, bro. Johnny, do you know what time it is? To be honest, I don't. I did. <laughs> I think he should have it's just time, yelled capital. It's time city. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> capital city. Every, every time, yeah. Anytime you're in doubt, just just capital city me, baby. All right, Brandon, we're getting vulnerable before we jump into the fun stuff. Okay, you ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Now it's time to get vulnerable. Oh, yeah. All right, we're priming the vulnerability pump. That was amazingly timed. Thank you. That was not part of the jingle. He just <laughs> cracked another beer. That was a good one. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um, okay, Brandon, three vulnerability questions for you, even though you've been incredibly vulnerable thus far. First question, what is your goal with this race? I need to make the final okay. and I want a big queue. So for those that don't know, um, 26 guys make the USA track and field championships on Thursday. There's two heats of 13, five people from each heat get a big queue automatic qualifier okay. to the final, which is on Saturday. And then four other guys get a little queue. So the next four fastest guys, so 14 guys make the final, but I want a big queue. Okay. So you want to, you want the big, the big qualifier into the Saturday Just get top race. five of my heat. Simple as that. Okay. I like that. No questions asked. Yep. No, no, a, no B, no C goals. That's the goal. Yeah. That's what I got to do. I like that shit. Dude. Yeah. Dialed in. Okay. Has your goal changed at all? Uh, honestly, I mean, if you told me that this was going to be my goal at this point in my career, you know, five years ago, I probably would have been like, nah, that's BS. By this time I'd be like, you know, trying to medal at the Olympics. Like, yeah, you know, okay. I'd be a superstar. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you know, combination of bad luck and not understanding how hard the sport really is. Yeah. So that's life though, man. That's life. That's, that's how it goes. You got to live and learn. Life gets dished up to you sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But that's how you build character. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's part, I, it's just part of your story, bro. Yeah. I wouldn't be who I am today like, yeah. as a human, which is what really matters. That's what really matters. Without all that stuff. So I like that. I like that outlook. Okay. Last question. What are you most worried about? I would say if I make the final, my Achilles, I haven't done two steeples in three days in a very long time and not since I've had two surgeries. Okay. So that's going to be tough. But I'm also not worried about that because I just want to make the final this year. Okay. You know, just take that step forward. Just like I, I told Johnny, don't, got, don't try to go around 210 
go go take a step forward. You're a two fifteen guy now. You're a two twelve guy. Yeah, that's a big step. Yeah, you know, okay. take the dub. So you're taking some of your own advice there a little bit, maybe. Trying to. Yeah. I'm I'm verbalizing it, okay. so that should help. You're gonna remind him on Friday of this, Johnny? Or <laughs> yeah, do you remember all that that hard time he was giving me about <laughs> wanting to go out really fast and do these big things? Now we're turning it back on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys better have a conversation on Friday after he qualifies for the final and make sure he's. But so my question to you on that real quick is, is it just because of the output of like physicality in these races that you're a little worried about a like yeah, a back to back? The biggest thing with the steeple injuries and like not just the fact that like I have nobody to base it off of because nobody's come back from the back to back Hacklin's deformities before. Okay. It's the issue is like the people that do are on the roads. You know, like Galen Rupp has done it, but he's a marathoner. Yep. Uh, Jake Riley's done it. He's a marathoner. And it's, it's people, it's a lot easier to come back for these, like, you know, go run five minute pace for 26 miles instead of trying to jump over a bunch of random shit. It's a on total track different as fast thing. As you can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so, and it's the impact is brutal. And, and I feel it in the race. I, I, yeah. I mean, like, I'm it's hard on your body, it isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the real thing I'm worried about is, is feeling like I did today. Yeah. Um, okay. I, mean, I don't care. My Achilles is going to, it's going to be able to deal with it. It can, it's taken a beating before it's strong. It hurts, but it's, it'll tough it out. Um, I just don't want to feel like I did today or else I might have some trouble with getting into that final. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good answer. Okay. Honest answer. Like, that's freaking honest. Follow the rules. That's honest as it comes. Bro. That's vulnerable. I, I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate you for being so vulnerable. Okay. I'm kicking this one to you after Johnny. So I'm just giving you a little warning so you don't get caught off guard there. All right. He's still going to get I've caught, caught him off guard. guard a couple of times already today. Yeah, you're throwing <laughs> you're these really... I'm really just hitting him on the side. Okay. Uh, Brandon, what's next? Does it depend on how this weekend goes? Yeah, a lot of... Um, yes and no. Um, I'd like to be done with the steeplechase this season. Okay. You know, I've done three already and then hopefully five by the, by the end of this weekend, assuming I make the final. Um, I'd like to go get some... Run some flat PRs. Like, go break four in the mile. Like, that shouldn't be that hard for me. Okay. Like, uh, in the old spikes before there were these super spikes with carbon plated shoes. And I was 20 years old. I have to be better than when, when I was, you know, nine years ago. Okay. And then a 5k, I like to run under 1330 or so. Okay. So I'd like to, I like to chase some flat events. Um, Later in, this year, in July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Translate some of that fitness into some other events. Nailed it. Yep. There you go. Johnny. What's next, bro? Wait, what? You just, yeah. Wait, <laughs> oh, you what? caught me off so off guard. <laughs> You just you're a two twelve guy now. What's what's next? You you taking the rest of the year low key, or you got another something? You got to have a fall classy coat. So, at uh, actual race specific level, I still need to figure that out. Um, I'm still just kind of enjoying the downtime before I make a decision. But at a very high level, um, I I've the the big the big goal up until this point was just being healthy for nine straight months to get to this point. Yeah. And that was, it's been so long since I've had just nine straight months of health that doing so like just was un- incredible. So I never even thought beyond this point because it's been so long since I've been able to think beyond this point. But honestly, the my next my next big step is to just be more aggressive. Um, I played it really safe just in terms of injury prevention. I didn't do a lot of extra stuff. I didn't do a lot of mileage res- respectively to what I've done before. I really just played it safe because the goal is to be here injury free. And I think the rest of 2022 and moving into 2023, I can start to play, be a little bit more aggressive, both within training and within racing as well. Nice. And, you know, that's not to say I'm not doing great things, but that's to say, you know, I think I've made a case that I'm like a, you know, 
a very good domestic racer and I want to now go chase being a very good international racer. Yeah, Johnny. And what people don't know is Johnny's balancing three jobs right now. So yeah. he's like, he I'm playing lot, it bro. safe, only running 90 miles a week, but he has got a nine to five that he's literally got to work nine to five. And then he's also got more co- twice as many coaching clients as I do. Yeah. So he's got, and that. he cares about his coaching clients no, he, like and crazy. He's, dude. he's a very, he's a very good coach. Yes. He knows what he's talking about. He's no, he knows what he's doing and he, he spends the time to do it Yeah. between those two and being a professional runner, which even though he doesn't have the sponsorship he deserves, he's run two twelve. That's a pro runner period. So he's got three, three full times jobs. You're that's, a bad man, John. He's, he's a bad, man. you're a bad man, dude, in a good way. So that's not as safe. that's not as safe as he's pretending like it is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, the, I think the last year has been more focused on other areas of my life outside of running, and I'm definitely ready to start focusing more back on running. Yeah. Um, well, you got a good. You kind of got a good housing situation set up. You got a good relationship rolling. Now you start to tune that dial of like, okay, my body's healthy. It's felt good. Like your body has responded over these nine months as as pretty much as good as you could have imagined. Is that true? Have you had some setbacks at all or has it been pretty positive? I mean, these last nine months, I've finally figured it out in terms of the right balance. And to be honest, Adam, I don't think I could be in a better situation currently. It's not traditional by any set or standards of the means yep. being in the capital city. <laughs> but, uh, you know, having Brandon here, having Myla here, and most importantly, having Melanie here, uh, the most supportive group of people and just environment I could be in to be training. Um, I honestly wouldn't, I literally would not trade this for anything else. Great. And I could not be happier to be here. That makes me happy to hear. Well, you guys got good vibes. Every time I come over here, it's a freaking great time. And you feed me. You guys take such good care of me here. I love it. You drive an hour to come. I mean, you guys, you guys put me on the pedestal for driving an hour. It's not that, it's not (laughs) two hours. Really? You gotta come, you gotta go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm kicking this to you again, Johnny, but I'm going to have Brandon go first. We'll give you some time. <laughs> but you, doing. Um, I like that. I always do that, too. Uh, Brandon, and take your time here. No need to answer fast. What would your advice for someone wanting to start running or just starting running be and why? It's all relative, man. Like, don't compare yourself to other people, just like anything. You know, you got to start somewhere. Um, I think the biggest issue with, like, people, like, like finding something that they enjoy and wanting to chase it is they they stop chasing it because they're not good enough at it but they don't give themselves enough time to find out how good they can be at it so i think it's just patience game which is kind of the you know quote-unquote vibe of the podcast today yeah right Mm -hmm. and just being relative like don't compare yourselves to johnny and i who have been running for decades you know don't compare yourselves to anyone just just you compare yourself to you from yesterday you know, from last week. And that's how you make steps forward. And that's how you, uh, you stick with things. Nice. That's good advice, Brandon. No doubt, baby. Yeah. He's no doubt. Dowdy. I told you he's a genius. He's a good guy, dude. You got yourself a, really a good, good guy. guy. No wonder you guys are such good friends. All right, Johnny. I think I'm, did I make you do this in season in the first episode or maybe, but I, I can come up with some more of the stuff. Go again. Spot. Go again. So, uh, a great quote that I've heard was most people overestimate how much progress they can make in two months, but most people underestimate how much progress they can make in a year. And so that's feeding to Brandon's point of, I think patience is the most important thing. And ultimately I think having fun with it, having fun and really enjoying the, the small wins along the way. Sure. Yeah. None, none of us are Elliot Kipchoge and have run under two hours for the marathon and done all these incredible things. And, but I think enjoying 
the fun of running and the fun of having a personal best, whatever that is for you, whether that's a time, whether that's a distance, whether that's a place, enjoying every step along the way is what this sport is about. And it's the only sport, one of the few sports in the world to where you have that objective objectiveness of it. You know, you're not relying on anyone else. It's you against yourself. Um, every time you step to that start line and enjoying those small steps along the way as you push those boundaries. Yeah. Well, there you go. Great advice. Yeah. Journey over destination every time. Yeah. If you do that, you're kind of hacking life, right? You really are. Yeah. I mean, if you can enjoy the journey, that's it. That's it. That's really all we have. That's, I mean, like, and most people that get to the destination are like, oh shit. It's never what they wanted it to no, be. Ever. And then they make a new destination, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you're always on the journey. So, so that means like, you're on the journey you again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. We did it, guys. Woo. It's getting hot in here. I, th- I think that's the cold intro right there that he just said. I think it is, too. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. See? He knows. He's, 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 he's listening for cold intros. <laughs> yeah, that was it right there. He's a PRP. I don't <laughs> even remember what I said. That's right. You'll hear. <laughs> that's all right. You'll hear it again. Oh, I'll pretty it up. You'll be so pumped. Right, cool, You'll be like, cool, oh, cool. wow. I can't believe I was so well spoken. Okay. We're talking. What's the plan for the itinerary it's kind of a week kind of a big race week slash weekend yeah man so what's the plan run us through it top to bottom and then i want to talk nutrition too you want top to bottom all right yeah. well i'm going to your house after this that's right to spend the night crashing in ann arbor crashing in arbor and then you're being just the guy of the century and taking me to the airport in the morning it's my thank pleasure you. dude it's my pleasure thank you i appreciate your appreciation yeah. but it's no I big like deal like we're gonna that. have a good time yeah so uh then i'm flying into portland because as this is a world year and worlds are in Eugene, everybody's going to USA's this year. Yeah. And flights are crazy. So I can't fly into Eugene or else I'd have to spend like $1,500 on a one way. That is insane, bro. It's insane. Yeah. So flying into Portland, got a buddy picking me up, um, driving me down. Um, he's staying in Portland right now. So it's working out really well. Okay. And then, you know, that'll be on a Tuesday, races on a Thursday. What will you do Wednesday? Do you go crazy when you have that buffer day? I've kind of gone crazy with. I, You know, I've raced so many times at this point. It's kind of bread and butter for me. Okay. Um, I'll go to the track, do a three-mile warm-up, do okay. like three by 200, or usually switch it up and do whatever I feel like doing on the day. Okay. Um, just kind of how I'm feeling. And so that'll, be, that'll be Wednesday morning? I, I like to do it closer to 24 hours. Out. Okay. So more so midday. Unless it's or... like an 8 PM race. Yeah. I'd, I'd go more midday. Okay. Uh, do a couple hurdle, you know, drills and whatnot. Um, sit in the L seven, which is kind of like the, the steeple stretch, if you will. And then kind of rest up for Thursday and hopefully rest up for Saturday on Friday as well. That's right. Um, if I make the final. So I got Thursday race prelims, Saturday is the final. How is it having a race so late in the day? Like how's this how's like a six thirty race start treat you? What's that day look like for you? Will you sleep in a little bit or will I you try, wake up? Man, I try to. I I'll be able to on, on Pacific time. Okay. That'll be nice. Okay. Um but yeah, uh, I'll I usually pick out like a pretty good movie to watch. I was gonna say you're out of Harry Potter, but I'm I guess you can always reset. So, I mean, yeah. Fuck it, oh, well, dude. <laughs> you would be shocked the amount of times I watch Harry Potter. I I literally have watched him in his own, all eight the last eight days. <laughs> I've watched all eight Harry Potters probably four times in the last year. They're great. That's crazy. I mean, Harry They're Potter's so a movie that you can do that with. Yeah. So I love it. So what? Yeah. What will you do for throughout the day? You'll try to sleep in a little bit and then just kind of kill time, take it easy. I so I'm I've been tr- so what's been crazy about my journey is like I'm a veteran because I'm older and I've been a pro for a while. 
but I was away from racing for so long yeah. that I kind of had to figure it out again. Yeah. Like, what do I eat beforehand? Like, what drills do I do? How, like, how much do I eat? How often? Like, you know, what am I going to do pre-race? You know, at, at Zap, we used to run so much the day before and two days out. And, you know, my Hass, my agent and former coach, you know, we would do so much less. So, and like, now that I'm coaching myself, do I go somewhere in between? Do yeah. I, you know, what do I it's do? It's the classic, right? So that's, that's been a lot of what this journey has been this year. Um, like just tweaking things slowly. Like I ended up cramping, cramping up my last race. So I clearly took my electrolytes a little bit too close to the race. I'll back off a little bit. Um, I've been kind of writing a schedule in my phone, just on my notes on like what I've been doing, how I can adjust it and, and moving forward, what, what the best move is. Nice. So. Just making a bit of a log of what's happened in the past and what you got to yeah. like pay attention to. So long story short, your question is my question for myself. Yeah, good, uh, good. What about, uh, let's talk nutrition then. Night before a race, do you have a go-to or is it just kind of whatever you can get your hands on? This is uh, this is controversial. Okay. All right. I got, I got it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a hot take. Build that up. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Let's see what you got. Burger and a beer. Nice, Burger and a beer, dude. Man. I'm always drinking a beer or two the night before. <laughs> dude, quite a few. Oh, you'd be man. surprised, man. Quite a few people are on the on the alcohol train yeah, before. But but how many running at the level I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, that's at? a good point. <laughs> Very valid point. None of the people I'm racing yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the, it kind of gives you a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, uh, well, I could. We could go into a pretty good story in Northern Ireland if we want to. I mean, let's do it. I'm always in for a story, right, dude. Yeah, so right. I, I love right. it, dude. Johnny, you can jump in whenever you want here. Yeah, you got it. Was Johnny there? He was there. He was oh there. my god, that's gosh. why we're telling the story. All okay. right, so Johnny and I are running for Zap. Uh, it's 2017. Yep. 2017, we go to Northern Ireland for an, a race called Armagh 5K Road Race. It's a pretty big race, um, and. They, they actually do like a cross-country type scoring where it's the top three from each country. Points. Yeah, Points, okay. Exactly. Right. Yep. So the top three lowest score wins. And everything shuts down in Northern Ireland, which is a different country from Ireland, something I didn't know until I showed up there. Right, right. <laughs> and everything shuts down in Europe and specifically in this small town at like 6 p.m. So yeah. we have nowhere to go get dinner. And so the hotel is serving dinner and all the athletes that are racing are already there eating because they already knew all this. And Johnny and I are like, all right, well, I guess we'll just sit at the bar. Because the boys just show no up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Americans show up. The, Ameri classic. Yeah. the classic Americans. Yes. Didn't do their research. Yeah. Just oblivious <laughs> to the world around them. That's how we live our lives. And we just sit down and they're like, uh, would you like a beer? We're like, and this is the night before the race. And we're like, of course we would like a beer. Yeah. Like, oh, would you like a tall boy? Probably. Yeah, sure, we'll probably yeah. take a tall boy. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll I mean, one. and I think they're a little taller over there. Maybe like closer to 24 ounces. It wouldn't than surprise 20. me. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what did we get? Probably got a Guinness. Classic Guinness because yeah. we're, you know, Northern Ireland. Yeah, right. And they, and in, in Ireland, they have like six taps and okay. three of them are always Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> and they're always like, yeah, we we're, run we're out. running out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody wants any of this other stuff. So, we get, we drink one Guinness, you know. We drink another like 24 ounces of Guinness. <laughs> people are starting to look. People are starting to point. People are starting to laugh. And we drink another 24. We're we're drunk at this point. I mean, we've had like three 24-ounce beers the night before the race. Like, I don't know if we ended up having four. Like, we, we ate our food. and They did make you food, though? You did have food to go with We did get that? food okay, afterwards. Great. But okay, we had a strong Classic meat and potatoes. Yeah. Cla like, that, that was it. That's all they eat there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, what what form of potatoes would you like? Like this, this, or this? Yeah. It's like, that's all we that's have all. as sides. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's a night race. So, you know, even if we're a little bit hungover, we'll be all right Wake by the up. time the yeah. race comes around. Shake the dust off a little bit. We go in. <laughs> we end up going, what, two, four? Two, five. Two, five. And yeah. the other American is right behind Johnny. So USA wins. I get out leaned at the line. And all these people that are laughing at us, making fun of us, judging us, that we kick their asses. <laughs> we get to walk up on the podium and grab the, the trophy. How'd that feel? And, and keep in mind, this this 5K holds some record for like the most amount of men under 15 minutes, like in terms of total depth. Like it's not just a joke race. It's like it's a, a good super race. competitive race. Oh, it's a big time race. So yeah, it was really yeah. funny going from like literally everyone looking at us being like, wow. That's I mean, we like ran... those Americans on vacation. They're going to run like crap tomorrow. And then we showed up and we ran what? 1355 and like 1403. Yeah. 1401 or something. Yeah. 1401. Well, yeah. yeah. So we were we were rolling. We the were boys around. are out there. The dude. boys are out there. Yeah. You said you peaked in high school, but that might be the peak, yeah, bro. A good one. And shout out Jordan Mann, the third American. Jordan Mann, the who third, who will be in the steeplechase against me on Thursday. Okay, who, who I'm rooming with in Eugene. Okay, so, yeah, a little. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That you all room up with him and then race yeah. against him. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's it's, good stuff. That's too. the cool part about our sport. Yeah, that is cool. A little more community than it's most. a little more community because you are competing against each other. But like you said, a lot of that, a lot of that competitive spirit is driven inward against yourself and your last, yeah. you know, the yeah. last version of yourself. And we make each other better, right? Like yeah. that's Always. how we run faster is the, the competitive nature of it. So. Always. Okay. Um, so little burger and beer, maybe semi-controversial before, but it works. There we go. What about race day? You wake up, sleep in. So the, the code Brown situation is a little less high stakes for him. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about getting it out. Like making just, sure his system's oh, clear. He's got all day. I got all day, but Hey, ask Johnny, man, like morning run. I, Three, four times before like He's a triple, 8 a.m. Triple easy, quad deucer. Easy. Yeah, we're, we're, we probably how, shouldn't get into it on this podcast, <laughs> but it is it can be brutal. How's, I was going to say, how's that with the roommate situation? Oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm clean. He's classy. Yeah, He's yeah, classy. classy. We, we got Febreze in there. Yeah, we, all the things. Oh, we got all the it. Things. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, so what do you eat the, the day of, morning of? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, so um, if I'm like at an Airbnb, I usually like, you know, have... I just keep it simple, simple carbs. Okay. Uh, so I have like some cereal, you know, I like, you know, like having a little bit of dairy with it early because I got so, so long, okay. you know, I throw some fruit in there, you okay. know, whether it be banana, strawberry, blueberry, whatever. Um, and then I pretty much just have like PB and J until the race, okay. which is new. That's not something I've done before. Um, I might actually have like, you know, more of just like a BLT sandwich or something that's a little bit different for okay. lunch because okay. I have to have three meals before the race. Yeah, you really do. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough to do. Yeah, because uh, my last couple of races were at eight thirty p.m. So oh, six thirty, I might only be able to might only have two meals, but we'll see. Will um, you struggle with nerves a little bit on that day? And in, in terms of your appetite, are you able to so eat? I'm different. I'm weird. I eat when I'm nervous. Okay. So that I is eat a little too unique. much. Okay. A lot of times. So that's what I have to be careful about. Okay. And this, this is the biggest thing I've changed from previous years. I used to eat a lot before races, and okay. now I'm trying to eat less. And that's another thing with the cramping I had last race. I don't know if it's a lack of eating or, like, you know, trying to get used to it or, like I said, with the electrolytes too soon, but something that I'm still figuring out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last follow-up question here on the nutrition. When you do go banana, what ripeness are we talking about? What's your primo? <sighs> You're pretty, little, you're a brown pretty, speckled guy or you like it yellow? I'm a pretty classy guy. So, I, you know, I like a little brown, brown speckled. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. like 20% speckles. Like this is maybe going to have some uh, speckling soon. These are yours, by the way. 
Th- this guy will eat bananas in any right well, restaurant. Yeah, I've okay, seen him good. eat some yeah. pretty green bananas and then just like the Listen, brownest. Yes. He does not like to let these bananas go to waste. My guy, uh, dude. I cannot, yeah. I'm you can't not discriminate against yeah. a banana, bro. I can't, yeah. The other day, Melanie threw some strawberries away and I was like, these are great. And there was some mold on them and I just washed them off and ate them. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> they, that I was out of that the was, trash. That was game. a roommate thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, man. That's a great so, roommate thing. So, you know. I, I don't like throwing food away. However it comes, dude. I, I'd ra- I'd much rather eat a really, really like green banana than a really, really brown banana. Okay. So if we're playing that if game. If you had to choose, you'd go yeah, green. 55, 55% um, close, like, you know, 50% is right in the middle, 55 closer yeah. to uh, to green. But, okay. you know, I'm pretty good with whatever, like Johnny said. There you go. Yeah. Well, and how's the hydration on race day? You like, do you? I mean, you need to be hydrated for a race like this, but it's a little different than a long distance, like endurance situation. Uh, or are you maybe. are you slamming water still? Are you like and making like, sure? Last year at this race, it was ninety seven degrees at the oh, start of the race. Oh shit! So it's it's it, they kind of discriminate against the steeplechase where they'll move all the other events, all the other distance events to the evening, and like this the steeplechase on Saturday, it's supposed to be over ninety degrees, and it's at two p.m. Like everything else will be at like six or seven. They'll change everything or like ten in the morning. But they're just like, oh, it's only like eight and a half minutes long. And you get water. You know, you get to jump in the water, even though it's like 100 degrees. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. sitting out for yeah. days. So I'm understanding the plight of the steeplechasers now a little more. Yeah. It's not an easy life. It's not gotta, an easy life, bro. We got a chip on our shoulder. Just <laughs> yeah. like any, it's any hurdling event, really. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's all right. Yeah. It's, it's part of the fun. All right. Well, last section of the pod. Johnny, this is your favorite. A little birdie tells me this is your favorite jingle. All right. Let's do it. I don't know who this birdie is. I don't, I don't know who this birdie's <laughs> telling you. Look good. What you wearing? Run good. Tell me about so tell me about the trip, babe. All right, Brandon. Here's, that was nice. That's a good one. That was clean. I think it's one of nice. the best. That one or the hot take one is my favorite. But you're sponsored. So you Under Armour head to toe? Yeah, always. Check I, me out right now, man. You I'm are. Decked. You are I'm Under decked. Armour head to toe. Yeah. I love that. So I mean, it, I got Under Armour briefs on right now. Is that TMI? No, not at all. All right. <laughs> Not at all, dude. <laughs> We'd like to hear what briefs you got. Maybe, I've never asked about briefs. Maybe I should start bringing that into the pod. You might, you might get a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, so, uh, we'll add a pick to the uh, Yeah, we'll add a pick. We'll get a little, <laughs> in the show notes. We'll get a little reveal pick. <laughs> yeah. um, so that makes it easy for you, I would assume, with race day kit. But you are, I'm assuming you're in a singlet when yes. you race. Yeah, I actually got a, a sick, like, pinkish-colored singlet that I'm going to break out for the first time this race. I'm pretty oh, excited about yes, it. Oh, bro. It's, it's nice. I can't wait to see it. How it's often, nice. what's the cadence with Under Armour and, like, the gear with you? Or do you just, do you have to request certain pieces of gear that you like? Or do you have, like, an allowance that you can get? Or, like, what's the mechanics of that? Man, they are... Un- one thing Under Armour's unreal at is just like being as generous as possible to their athletes. Okay. So we get drops like every like three or four months of okay. just like the new coolest gear, like the new Steph Curry shoes. Does that just know? get sent out to you? Like it literally just gets sent out to us. And that has nothing to do with our allowance. And then we also get like almost any, almost all the athletes get like a ridiculous amount of allowance that's called VIP points on the site. And okay. we can get whatever we so want. So then you guys can go onto the site on and the say, site. that's sick. I want it. <laughs> But that doesn't even include like our shoe and any other like running attire allowance. So let's say I have $5,000 of VIP points. That doesn't include like anything that I'm wearing or want to run running wise. Cause then I can just message my Under Armour rep who will just send me anything that I ask them for. Yes. So Under Armour like, is hooking it up. Bro. They come from every angle and they, yeah, they don't take shortcuts. They're yeah. doing a good job. Now, let me ask you this. How long has Under Armour been in the running game? Uh, fair. I mean, committed to it fairly new okay um so okay. they they really got in on 
um, dark sky distance okay. and a group in Baltimore. Um, so we have both fronts, uh, Baltimore groups, more of like an 800, 1500 group overall. Okay. And the dark sky distance group is, you know, a little bit more distance, 15 and up. Um, and they've been putting money into the shoes. I mean, they have been, they've made some really, really nice shoes. John, I mean, Johnny can attest to the mega clones, which is like kind of the, the Hoka type vibe of Under Armour. Okay. And at first, you know, he was a little bit like, yeah, they're all right. But like the foam is just, it holds up so well and they last for so long. It's, it's really nice. I think it's really, really good for just day-to-day runners because it saves them money. You know, it's not like the, the Hoka foam might be a little bit lighter, but it breaks down so fast. Yeah. And the Under Armour foam, I mean, it'll last 500 plus miles. It's a little more durable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So you're, let's walk through race day fit in specifics then in particular, rather. You're in. Uh, you're gonna be in a pink singlet, pinkish, oh, yeah. like it's salmony, a, like a salmony. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. great, dude! Some fades of some other colors. And then what, you're in spikes, I would assume, for these kinds of things. Shakedown yeah? elites. Yeah, they're not available to the public yet, but okay. we're working on it. We're getting there. Um, what color are those gonna be? All white, pretty much. Oh, nice. Pretty bro. clean. Yeah, brand new pair I just got yesterday too. That's swag. Yeah. I mean, we basically have to tune into the prelim to watch just how good he looks. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I know. Yeah. What's uh is the prelim televised? Yeah, it'll be yeah. televised. Yeah. Let's fucking go, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um anything else? Singlet shoe, anything else, bro? You know, my new move is half tights. I've been a shorts guy. Okay. And then, you know, I saw some pictures of myself in the half tights the last couple of races. I'm like, yeah, I look pretty good. You were good. in a half tight on your on your last race, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, you look good. Yeah. I, I think you should keep that. it going. Yeah. All right. I think it, the half tight goes well with the singlet. I, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think and it's the same pattern, but it's got the pink uh tweak to it. Yeah. Um, as that one so yeah I agree I, th- I just think yeah the half tights look really cool with this, this singlet so you gotta go all in that's what I'm gonna do you yeah. go, John you go singlet with a like a uh, 3 inch short 2 inch yeah I always go the short split shorts so. yeah. Johnny goes with a 12 inch short yeah although yeah past the knee Courtney DeWalter what's up <laughs> what's up yeah. um, okay Brandon bro thank you for being so vulnerable dude this was a really good I'm glad we had this conversation it's fun man um you had some profound advice in episode one, so I definitely don't want you to feel like you have to live up to any standard here, but I am going to toss the mic over to you to offer any kind of public public good luck or advice to Brandon here uh, on Thursday and on Saturday as well. I'll give Johnny a second to think about it. Yeah, we yeah gotta, I was going to say, so, I feel like I had some good stuff uh, yeah, what this I was gonna, morning. <laughs> but, I mean, I had, I had a tough one this morning. And and Johnny was basically talking me off of a off of a cliff this morning, so that that was nice. I'm, I can I, I have emotional highs and emotional lows. Um, I'm not very often in the middle, which is why I love running so much because okay. it is just highs and lows, mountains and valleys. Yep. And and so Johnny and Melanie have to deal with a lot of a lot of uh, the you know roomy stuff that a lot of people don't see and don't have to deal with, like yeah. stuff that I don't always share on Instagram or whatever it is. Yeah, the more intimate stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So um, they both had my back this morning and you know, I just walk in the door and they can tell it's like, they can what, tell man, what happened? The energy. Like, it was, yeah. yeah. It was just, you know, just a tough day at the office and that, that happens. Yeah. The oval office. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. <laughs> the oval office. It's not mine. Everybody says, <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like at my office and I like look in when Brandon comes in. It's like, how'd it go? Yeah. And it's like, depending, like you can just tell within the first five seconds if like he wants to talk about it or he needs some time. No, yeah. the, the best was last week because Strava like updates different splits than what you actually ran sometimes. Yes. And I mean, I, clo- I closed my last 800 and my workout last week in 159, which was, which was pretty good. 
But it's what Trava had at like whatever, 155, 156 or something. Johnny was just like, Johnny said, how was it? But like in the back of his head, he was like, it went amazing. I yeah. know it because I already saw it on Strava. And I was just like, man, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't feel as good as I wanted to. Like it was, it was, you know, it was decent. He was like, but you ran like a 156. And I was like, you're like no, no, I didn't, I did bro. Not do that. <laughs> damn it, Strava. I know. Damn it, Strava. That's maybe why we should check out Matt My Run. Matt My Run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Accuracy. So now that Brandon's bought me some time and I can try to come up with something that hopefully makes sense. Um, my piece of advice to Brandon and going into the race would be that um, he punched his ticket to USA's. That's step one of a goal. But ultimately showing up on Thursday, everyone's got their own ideas and goals of what's going to happen. But ultimately it's, it's a race of one, right? His goal is to qualify for the final. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what happened in the previous season. It doesn't matter what happened even this season. You know, someone could have run 15 seconds faster than him. And ultimately, the only thing that matters is lining up to that line, giving it his all, trying to get that big cue or even a little cue just to get to the final. You know, it's, it's, it's a race of one and it's eight and a half minutes of just commitment and not giving a shit about anything else in terms of PRs, in terms of name, in terms of anything outside of just all out racing. So uh, whatever happens, happens, but not letting us, you know, this last month of workouts, not maybe going as well as Brandon would have liked, not worrying about how, you know, oh my gosh, this person made an Olympic team. This person ran, you know, the fast in the steeplechase. This person's the American record holder. All these people Brandon's going to be racing, but that doesn't matter. He's at the start line. He earned his right to be there. And like I said, he's got the unique mix of the speed, the strength. He's just as strong, if not stronger than me. And also, he's an extremely efficient hurdler. And you combine all those three um, on and on a race day, I think some special things can happen. So, and even after today, just continuing to have faith in yourself, no matter how shitty the last workout uh, or race went, yeah. I think is the most important. It's good advice, bro. Appreciate it, man. I mean, that's what I hate most about myself, though. I always have faith. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... I, I always have faith. I, 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 told, strength, though, I, I told him ultimately. something similar to that, and he's like, man, I wish I didn't believe... Like, I wish I didn't believe that myself. <laughs> he's like, it's, he's like, I'm so mad that I believe it because I'm still showing up. <laughs> that's why I show up nine, nine years later. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I don't have much advice, running advice for you, Brandon. You're leaps and bounds ahead of, of me and... Where, 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 where I'll get to, but I just think like after listening to your life story and a little bit about what you've gone through over the past few years, I just think it's cool and inspiring to hear that you've kind of restarted. You've pressed the restart button and I've done that in my life and it took time for me to cultivate the experience and the self-confidence to be extremely happy with that decision, but it, it happens. And so I just think you're on that journey and you're working your way through it while you work your way through some of the running weeds, but I think you're making all the right decisions, bro. I really appreciate so, that, man. Whether 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 this weekend is a fucking total success or whether it's not, I think the ultimate trajectory of your life based on the recent decisions you've made are on the right track. So, yeah. Well, that's a cool thing about running, right? Like you can just relate it so much to to real life oh without having to go through the tragedy. Yes. Like just have a bad race, and that's how you grow as a person. Instead of having to like lose a loved one yes. to grow as a person. Yes, hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. I, I, I think it's really cool because running is something where it just takes one. You just got to pop one and that's all it takes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't take months, years, decades to get there. 
but it, you know, if Brandon pops one this weekend, both on Thursday and Saturday, it could literally be life changing for him. And that's what's unreal about it with, uh, you know, uh, life, life, like literally life changing, not just in the running aspect, but in terms of what it can mean for him as a career path. Yep. Coming from the uh, new and improved 212, from the Johnny, Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig, JC, bro. Johnny he's, on the spot. He's, he's too humble. I'm going to throw it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Brandon, bro, thanks again for being on the pod. I appreciate it. Good shit, man. Good luck out in Eugene. Johnny, we're going to get you on the podcast as a guest one day, bro. I kind of like this guest uh, host. I know. Host. Is, he des- is he destined to be guest he's host? Destined to okay. be guest we'll host. Okay. We'll get Mel on and you can guest host again. Oh, man. I don't know if she's going to want that. <laughs> She'll choose someone else. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good luck this weekend, bro. Season two, episode seven of the PRP was recorded in the capital city, baby, Lansing, Michigan. PRP intro, outro, and jingle jams by Mr. Jacob Sigmund, who, by the way, if you didn't catch it, was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon this week. Insane. Check it out if you haven't already. I was a bit late in publishing this episode, gang. I snuck out of Dodge and went on a vacation, but we have a quick message from Melanie, Johnny's partner and Brandon's roommate, about a special event she recently put on. Mel, what do you think about Brandon? What do I think about Brandon? Brandon is the most generous person I've probably ever met. Yeah, he's pretty nice dude, huh? Yeah, and if anyone ever takes advantage of them, they're going to mess with oh, me. Oh, yeah. You got to answer to Mel. Yeah. yeah, and that's not... I'm, I'm the matriarch. We'll you don't want to deal with yeah, the matriarch. We'll ask Johnny how that goes, <laughs> facing the feet with, with Mel. Um, let's talk about this event you're doing this weekend, because this sounds pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So this weekend, Saturday, June 25th, in the capital city. Yes. From Playmakers Running Store, um, we are hosting the Brave Like Gabe uh, Virtual 5K Meetup. Okay. Uh, This is an event that supports rare cancer research. Um, This is an event that's just positive. All paces welcome. We're going to have cupcakes at the finish line. We're going to have a marked course in the neighborhood. And it's really just going to be an event about just hope and looking to give people options who feel they're in desperate situations. Yeah, okay, so it's a good vibe situation. Absolutely. Tell, and it, tell me more about Gabe. Yeah, so Gabe Grunewald, um, she was a professional runner for Brooks, uh, who I am an ambassador for. And she is somebody who she's had her salivary glands removed. She has had uh, part of her liver removed. She's had her thyroid removed. Uh, from multiple bouts of cancer and during all of these treatments, uh, she continued to run professionally. She's run 401 in the 1500, one of the fastest 1500 meter women ever in the United States, Uh, made a world team, was a national champion on the track, uh, and was just somebody who turned to running with a cancer diagnosis and just wanted to see what she could do. Wow. What can I do in this crap situation? And you t- you're telling me she kind of inspired the Brooks team to kind of be more active in this space a little bit too. Oh, absolutely. She inspired Chip and Joanna Gaines from HGTV. I mean, she, her legacy and her efforts have literally led to millions and millions of dollars being raised for, for rare cancer. And uh, uh, there's a lot of um, people who get health diagnoses where they're literally told by the best and brightest doctors like we we can't help you and so we're kind of having like our little event in Lansing we're one of 12 sites hosting hosting this event 
um, 13 if you include their kind of HQ in, in Minnesota, but we're one of 12 other sites hosting this event to just be like, yeah, we're here to give you hope and we're here to just be positive and let you know like the running community is here for you, man. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. So if people can't come to the event or can't run it, is there ways for them to still donate? Absolutely. So registration and donations can be done at bravelikegabe.org. Okay. Um, if, if people aren't in the position, if they don't have the budget um, to register, um, I encourage you to even even donate a few bucks or even just come and show up and run. Like even just showing up says something really powerful. We're, we're stronger together than yeah. alone. Yeah. The PRP believes in that for sure. Love it. Well, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Have fun. And a little birdie tells me, Mel, you might be coming on the podcast at some point later this summer. Yeah, you got to trust the birds, man. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Good stuff. Love it. Appreciate you. Yep. All right, Melanie, what a doll. She's amazing, supportive, hilarious, positive, all of the above. Quick race report for you. Unfortunately, Brandon did not get that elusive cue that he was looking for last week in Eugene. He came up just a few seconds short of his goal and missed out on qualifying for the final. Disappointing? Yes, maybe a bit. But to be honest, after everything he's gone through in the past calendar year, to be able to perform and compete at that high of a level and that big of a stage is damn impressive if you ask me. Brandon, I know you're going to listen to this big guy. Give yourself a few more months to get settled in to your new life and your new situation, and you'll be queuing it up all over the place, my guy. They're going to start calling you John Q, for Christ's sakes. Keep your head up. The world has not seen the last of Mr. Brandon No Doubts Dowdy. Much love, brother. If you listened to today's episode and dug Brandon's vibe, appreciated his outlook on life, or are just into the way he approaches the running game, guess what? You're in luck. Because... You can work with him. Dowdy's American running team is currently open and accepting new clients. Adam, are you saying that I can hire Brandon as my coach? I am, my friend. That I am. Best way to hit up Brandon is on Instagram, the old IG, at dodes underscore XC. That's at D-O-D-E-S underscore XC. Send Brandon a message with a little bit of a note about yourself. Brandon will book you with a free consultation call to see if you're both a good fit for each other, and then it's off to the races. That's all for today, gang. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. The world is getting crazy these days, so hopefully the PRP is providing you with an outlet to have some fun, to listen to stories, and to remind yourself that human beings are innately good. Just apparently not the ones that have been elected to our high courts. All right, just had to pop that one in there. Enjoy the rest of your run, your walk. Enjoy those eggs you might be cooking up or that fish you might be grilling, and we'll see you back here in about a week. you she already leave it's all right we got mine it's probably not as loud as you think you are because we can hear you loud oh yeah that's right <laughs> you're, that's a good you're like yelling at us but she doesn't you're whispering should, should i wait to crack this beer open once we start talking yeah you yeah, should wait for a beer wait. crack all right yeah. I, I like I, a beer I, crack I, I need to crack it i think there should be a point where we do it a team beer crack yes yeah. team beer crack has team to happen yes. yeah. when you crack be close yeah all right okay all right i'll let you know